Gillette presents the World Series. This is Mel Allen speaking from Yankee Stadium in New York. With me are Red Barber and Bill Corum. The three of us are here to give you an accurate eyewitness report of the fifth game in baseball's great 1942 classic. Your radio host is the Gillette Safety Razor Company, which brings you the Kentucky Derby, the football bowl game, all major boxing bouts, and many other events of national interest on its year-round fabricated court. Today's presentation reaches listeners in North America through the combined facilities of the Mutual Network, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and their affiliates. Our armed forces overseas receive it through shortwave stations WGEO and WGEA Schenectady and KGEI San Francisco. At the moment, the starting pictures for today's game are warming up below our radio booth. The Yankees are finishing up their infield practice. And shortly, the fifth game of the World Series will be underway. The fifth game and possibly the last game. We'll have to wait and see. You know, there's a train leaving New York tonight at 8 o'clock. The St. Louis Cardinals will be aboard. But whether or not the New York Yankees and your broadcasters will be along depends on the ability of Red Ruffing to coax more magic out of the, his battle-starred right arm. Yes, this veteran of six former World Series, holder of the World Series record for most pitching wins, seven, having gotten that seventh one in the opening game of this classic, will attempt to duplicate today his best series performance, which took place in 1938 against the Chicago Cubs, when Red Ruffing won two games. He'll have to this year if the series is to be resumed in St. Louis on Wednesday. Opposing the veteran will be young Johnny Beasley, who beat the Yankees 4-3 in the second game of the series in St. Louis. So next for the pitchers, here are the lineups for today's game. For the St. Louis Cardinals, leading off playing second base, Jimmy Brown, who has a series batting average of 235. Hitting second, playing center field, Terry Moore, a series batting average of 286. Batting third, playing right field, Enos Slaughter, who has a batting average on the series of 200. In the cleanup spot, playing left field, Dan Musial, hitting at 286 in the series. Following him in the batting order, catching, Walker Cooper, hitting at 235. Batting sixth, first base, Johnny Hopp, hitting at 214. Coming up in the seventh spot in the batting order, playing third base, Freddy Kurowski, hitting at 250. Batting eighth, playing shortstop, Martin Marion, hitting at 143. Occupying the number nine spot in the batting order, of course, and pitching, Johnny Beasley who won 21 games and lost six during the regular season for the Cardinals, has won one and lost none in this series. For the New York Yankees, leading off playing shortstop, Bill Rizzuto, hitting at 353 in the series. Batting second, playing third base, Red Rolfe, currently hitting at 385. Coming up third, playing right field, pitch hitter Roy Cullendine, hitting at 333. In the cleanup spot, playing center field, Joe DiMaggio, Hitting in the series at 3.53. Charlie Keller bats fifth, playing left field. His batting average for the series, 188. Following Keller in the batting order, playing second base, Joe Gordon. His batting average for the series, 077. Then comes Bill Dickey, catching, hitting at 3.33. Batting eighth, playing first base, Jerry Pretty, hitting at 143. Red Ruffing, bats ninth, of course, is pitching. Won 14 and lost seven on the regular season for the Yankees. Has won one and lost one in this series. And his batting average for the series, 167. 
The umpires. Back to the plate, George Majorcus of the National League. At first base, Bill Summers of the American League. At second base, George Barr of the National League. And the third base, Cal Hubbard of the American League. So there are your lineups. The two pitchers are still throwing down below, getting ready. Billy Southworth just ran out of the Cardinal dugout to talk to Beasley for a moment. He stopped to talk to his manager. Red Ruffing easily warming up to the left of home plate as we look out into the field to the right of the Yankee dugout. The Yankee dugout being to our left, the Cardinal dugout to our right. The groundkeepers in their white uniforms are manicuring the infield, putting on the finishing touches. And it won't be long now before we'll get underway with the fifth game of the 1942 World Series. As to the picture for today's game, well, just let me say this. Wires of congratulations have been pouring in from coast to coast for the splendid observations and keen analyses of Bill Corb throughout the series. And here he is again, the New York Journal-American Sermon Sports Columnist, Gillette, brilliant fabricated sports observer, Bill Corb. Well, thank you an awful lot, and that was too kind of you. All I do is... Uh out of a little experience in baseball some 22 years and uh, uh, a Cardinal rooter since I was a kid and a Yankee rooter ever since I came to New York, which must make me reasonably impartial and I hope it does. Just before I came up here to your radio booth, I saw Cousin Ed Barra, who is Mr. Yankee himself in my book, big, solemn-faced, grim, standing down there at the lunch counter in uh, Stephen's room. And I said to him, Cousin Ed, it looks a little bit dark for our side. And he said, not yet. These are still the Yankees, and I still think they're going to win. That if we win this ball game today, we'll go to St. Louis, and we'll win out there because the balls we hit up here Saturday that were caught were home runs. But he said, I want to say this is a great ball team we're playing. A bunch of real good kids who hustle all the time. And he said, those outfielders, the bigger they make the park, the better for them, which is so true. I told you several times that to me, the outfield play of Terry Moore in this series has been one of its brightest highlights. Picking up a few of the other players that have stood up, I said yesterday, Rizzuto, and he certainly has. He's been a thorn in the side of the Cardinal pitchers and uh, a tremendous shortstop out there. Johnny Hopp, they say he's not a great first baseman. Perhaps he isn't a great first baseman. One of the Nebraska football hops, he's done a splendid job here. I don't know what a first baseman could do that he hasn't done. He uh, stepped in in place of Ray Sanders, who started the season as the Cardinals' regular first tracker, and was all through that long drive to the pennant that they put on from August the 4th. As I said, he's one of the Nebraska football playing hops. One of his brothers, Hippity, I believe they call him, is now with the Detroit Lions, and he has a younger brother out there on the squad again this year. Johnny was a track man at uh, Nebraska, and uh, there's a great question, which of the Cardinals is the fastest, but if it were a track meet and they were going to run 100 yards in spike shoes, I'd have to go along with him. So several of them can step, and of course, several of the Yankees too, and perhaps that fellow case down in Washington is faster than any one of them in a baseball suit, and likely is. Now, I should say this will be a very good day for Johnny Beasley, and it strikes me that it's like it will be for roughing, though I think old Charlie could stand one more day's rest, and I know he'd like to have it, and I know McCarthy would have liked to give it to him. He'll be shooting to break his own record, of course, in this game. If he wins it, he will be the first pitcher ever to win eight World Series games. His count now is 7-1, and uh, he's going into his ninth, and as I say, he'll only be breaking his own record, but it'll be a record that'll stand for many a day if he wins it. Charlie comes out of Oklahoma, Illinois, but now lives in Long Beach, California. And I just got a letter from Arthur Robinson, a former New York baseball writer. He came from Cripple Creek. Unfortunately, it didn't have any gold in it, however. And he said Tiny Bonham's name is 
pronounced I own, and I guess I mispronounced it. He says I own as in I own a Gillette razor. So that's the proper pronunciation of Bonham Town in California, and I appreciate the correction. I just didn't know any better. But uh, as I say, I'm a little disappointed that there wasn't any gold in the letter coming from Triple Creek. Now, I believe this series will be, this game will be worthy of the ones that have preceded it in the series. Uh, I think it's uh, going to be, of course, the, the, the final acid test for the Yankees. It's this one or nothing, make or nothing for them now. Uh, it isn't likely, uh, almost uh, 100 to 1, that Rushing will pitch any such game as he pitched in St. Louis because there he was shooting for a no-hitter right down to the finish, as most of you'll recall, and it isn't probable that an old fellow, 37 or 38 years old, can come back with such a short rest and uh, do anything like that. But uh, he may not have to pitch that well today. Uh, Beasley may not be as good as he was in his game, though he is a strong-armed kid. He can pitch every day. Pitch much more often than Cooper, the other great right-hander on the Cardinal team. Grandpop Charlie's down there in front of me warming up, and so is uh, Johnny. They call him the bees on the Cardinals, and I can still hear little Jimmy Brown, who has been a little uncertain to feel, but holds these Cardinals together. He's, uh, he's the cutie out there, the sort of brain, the oldest one of those Cardinal infielders. And uh, while I'm throwing bouquets around, I might say that that Marion covers quite a lot of ground and drags balls out of the air and all sides of him and has played a thousand percent baseball, which is remarkable uh, in any World Series for any shortstop to do. The greatest shortstopping I ever saw in a series was done by Leo DeRocher against Detroit. He made plays that uh, I've never seen anybody else make in a World Series and didn't make an error if my memory is correct. If he did, it was uh, only one, and he made the ones he had to make, and I don't think he made a single error in the series. And, of course, uh, Marion nor Rizzuto, neither of them, have had to accept the chances that... Uh, uh, Leo the Lip had to accept out there, but they both played remarkably fine baseball, and Marion is one of the last of the big shortstops. Uh, they used to have them in the days of Hans Wagner, and that reminds me that this uh, man Barra I was telling you about, the man who's Mr. Yankee and president of the Yankees, uh, is the fellow who discovered Hans Wagner. Uh, that's one of his proudest boats. You can't get Ed to talk much about his current boys, but if you get them opened up on old Hornets, Boy, he does love to talk about that. So there's how it looks up here at the Yankee Stadium this afternoon as these two great teams, Yanks and Cards, go into their fifth game. You folks who follow these complicated sports broadcasts have noticed a significant change in our commercial messages recently, I'm sure. Let me state the facts, simply and frankly. Production of Gillette Blue Blades has been curtailed by government order to save seals. Furthermore, the requirements of our armed forces for Gillette Blades are mounting by leaps and bounds. You don't have to be an accountant to get the answer. Obviously, the supply of Gillette Blue Blades for civilians is shrinking rapidly. In fact, a shortage already exists in many important areas, despite all efforts to distribute available supplies evenly. Therefore, when you need Gillette Blue Blades, please buy for immediate requirements only and use the blades thriftily. If a man stocks up or is wasteful, he deprives other men of the comfort and economy of shaving with these sharper and longer-lasting blades. From time to time during the game today, we'll give you a number of suggestions that'll help you get more shaves and more comfortable ones from every Gillette Blue Blade. At the moment at home plate are the umpires, together with Art Fletcher of the New York Yankees, Terry Moore of the St. Louis Cardinals, 
Exciting letters being presented to the umpires. Ground rules are being discussed. Meantime, Red Ruffing and Johnny Beasley are still warming up. The groundkeepers have finished manicuring the infield. 7th Regiment Band out of the flagpole in deep center field. Just to the left of the entire flagpole are all poised and ready to play the national anthem. We'll have the flag raised in a moment. And then the fifth game of the World Series will definitely be underway. Before the start of this fifth game, the 1942 World Series, which comes to you from the Yankee Stadium in New York City, we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual. WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. To give you a quick picture, as we get ready for this fifth game, here's what has happened before, to refresh your memory. But in the first game, the Yankees beat the Cardinals 7-4. Ruffing, Chandler, and Dickey for the Yankees. Martin Cooper, Gumbert, Lanier, and Walter Cooper for St. Louis. In the second game, the Cardinals beat the Yankees 4-3. Bonham and Dickey for the Yankees, Beasley and Cooper for the Cardinals. In the third game, which was played at the Yankee Stadium, the first two in St. Louis, the Cardinals shut out the Yankees 2 to nothing. Ernie White and Walter Cooper, the battery for the Cardinals, Chandler, Brewer, Turner, and Dickey for the Yankees. And in the fourth game played yesterday, the Cardinals won it 9-6. to six. Martin Cooper was the starting pitcher, Gumbert, Pallet, Lanier, and Walter Cooper. For the Yankees, Barrow, Donald, Bonham, and Dickey. That's the way the games, very briefly, have gone up until the one today. Red Ruffing has just finished warming up. Johnny Beasley is still throwing on his side of the field. There go the umpires to take their stations. Big Cal Hubbard walking down the third baseline of the American League. Bill Summers of the American League walking down the first baseline. George Barr of the National League cutting right through the middle over the box out to second base. And Big George Major Cut standing back to the plate. And we're waiting for the National Anthem. I believe it's coming right now. Here it is. You missed the starting lineup. Here they are again very quickly as the Yankees start out onto the field. For the St. Louis Cardinals, down second base. Moore, center field. Slaughter, right field. Musial, left field. Walter Cooper catching. Hop, first base. Kowalski, third base. Marion, shortstop. Beasley pitching. For the Yankees, in the order in which they bat, Rizzuto, shortstop. Ralph, third base. Cullendine, right field. DiMaggio, center field. Keller, left field. Gordon, second base. Dickey catching. Pretty first base, roughing pitching. The announcement of the batteries coming over the loudspeaker. We'll let you listen. I think they just here for the Cardinals. Number 15, Captain. The battery. 
of the game is one of the nation's top-notch baseball broadcasters. The keen student of the game, the veteran of seven World Series broadcasts, this makes number eight, Red Barber, a World Series institution who's been bearing down all the way during the series despite a severe sore throat. But it takes more than that to stop the old redhead. Red, how's the throat today? Well, now, I think we're going to make it. Thanks a lot, uh, as they say, out in some sections of the country, but then they are kind words. Jimmy Brown, standing one time, puts it up. The first up, St. Louis, followed by Terry Moore, then by Country Slaughter. Big Red Rapping, who is now the big Yankee hope, standing on the mound. The only time he's ever lost in the World Series was to one of the game's great left-handers, Carl Hubble. And he is uh, being faced this afternoon by uh, Johnny Beasley, 21-year-old rookie. Rapping on the mound, checking his spike position, moving around. Joe Dickey, great receiver, crouches down to give the sign for the game's first pitch. Big major curse, ball in track umpire, working off the catcher's right shoulder. First pitch, a ball, low. Something came down easily with a fastball, and it was low. Ball one. Five better settled down. The hysteria, just about the opening of the first pitch now, fades away. Manager Southwest, his own third base coach. Brown takes low again, roughing behind, use the curve ball, ball two. Two and all. The outfield is a step toward right on Jimmy. Then pretty well back of the plate when he hits left-handed. He's a switch hitter. The infield is up a step. He's fast. Stepping works to nothing. Low for ball three. That one just under the knees. Three and all. Ralph walks over from third. Talk to roughing for the moment. Another big red-headed right-hander comes down 3 nothing. Low for ball four. And on four straight pitches, without a strike, he walks down. Jimmy Brown on it first. Jerry Moore. Good save such a magnificent set of field for St. Louis. Stepping in. Right-hand batter. The outfield is around toward left on Terry. Infield up a step. Ralph is right off third to fix the course of a bunch. Moore has looked down the southwards. The manager and third base coach see what the sign might be. Stuffing delivers, and Moore takes low outside. Sesto for a bot, apparently. Had the pitchman in the strike area. Ball one. Down at first. Jerry Pretty, the utility infielder who's playing there now, would hash it out with a busted left arm. Pretty holding the bag. The pitch. Outside and high. Just missing for ball two. And Ruffing has yet to throw a strike. He walks down on the first four pitches. And eyes behind the Terry Moore, 2 all. Moore backs out of the box, looks down to his manager. For the shot works, he was a bunch still on tonight. 2 all. The 2 nothing pitch is taken for a strike. And pitch number 7 was the first strike thrown by Ruffing this afternoon. Moore again looking to see what the sign is. 2 and one Ruffing, Chester coming down position, checks the runner at first. Delivers. Call strike two. That was a good curveball off the hand. 
Well, the Cardinals, apparently, judging from the actions of Moore, especially by the way he looked for a sign after the 2 nothing pitch, had the butt on, and then uh, switched to the take, and it's now 2-2. Two and two. So we'll see. Two balls, two strikes. Big red delivers. Four swings and misses. Strike three. And Ruffing, having to right himself, after missing his first six pitches, did. Came down with the next three and struck out more swinging. Now it is one gone. And the infield is not looking for a bunch so much. Comes to Slaughter. It's a batter. A ten hitter that's playing towards the red right. Ruffing throws. A call strike. A curveball right in there. And it's nothing in one. One man out. Brown on it first. Mike Gonzalez. First base coach. City holds the corner against the runner. Ruffing stretches. And in the position. Delivers. Sort of swings as a ground ball to second. Still is gone. One out of second. Throw to first. Double play. A hard hit ground ball. Right at second baseman Gordon, who flipped to shortstop Rizzuto, who was standing on the keystone. The relay on to first baseman City, and it was a double play. That's the first double play completed by the Yankee infield so far in the series. The Yankees had uh, another double play, which is made from the outfield. And so that winds up nothing of course. And the double play more than erases the uh, base on ball. Second baseman to the shortstop and on to the first baseman. One, two, three, and out of there. And now the Yankees will, of course, have to win and win and still win if they wish to win the World Series. Every Sudo to be the first hitter, followed by Ross, and then by Sullenbein. Johnny Beasley steps to the mound, and this strong, young, six-foot rookie right-hander is ready to go. And you think that Beasley uh, was nervous about pitching this ball game today? Well, he was so nervous that he just lay down in the clubhouse and took a half an hour nap before he came out to work. That shows uh, an ability to relax. You don't find that very often. Highly strung, competing athletes, just at the moment. Now, Rizzuto, that three hits yesterday, he was hard to handle. That's always a threat for a bunch, collapse, get close by third, and Phil takes the curve low. All one. First man up, last the first inning. No score. Ruffing walks the first hitter. Looks at the start as though his control hurt him. But he righted himself, stuck out more, and got started to track into a double play. Rizzuto takes a fast call, strike. One and one. One ball, one strike. The outfield, wood left. Infield up the step. Rizzuto's fast. Rowski's up on the inside grass, inside third. Rizzuto swings as a line drive to the left field corner. Rizzuto going back, he can't get it. It's a home run! Phil Rizzuto, one up that line drive, finally gets inside the left field foul marker, finally into the seats about five rows back. Musial had no chance at all. Now it is one to nothing in favor of the Yankees, and the hitter is Red Ross, who takes a ball low inside for ball one. 
Rizzuto now has the most hits of anybody playing in the series. That was his seventh. That's the third home run here in the series. And the ball been hit by the Yankees. This is the first one that Keller didn't hit. Ross takes a strike. That's right off the hand. And it is one and one. One ball, one strike. Up field toward right. On Bob. You don't hear him call that very often. Name is Robert. But what's happened to his first name is what's happened to mine. There's a hard foul going back into the stand. Strike two. One and two. Red digs in right off the plate. One to nothing. They were the defending world champion. And Rizzuto said that there was plenty of life left in the Yankees. He sees the first possible offensive gesture and slammed it into the left field stand. Rock swing, fires it off, straight back onto the netting. One and two. One ball, two strikes. Crowd now, aroused, moving around, seeing another bit of battle right here in the making. The Yankees certainly uh, accepted the challenge in this uh, fifth game, just as quickly as they could. Rock swings as a bounding ball, hit down to second, ground up with it, throws to first, in time, but two steps, and Ross is out. Second to first. Now it is one man out in New York. And Roy Cullenbine, quick hitter, we're back left-handed, stepping in. Outfield moves around toward right on Roy. Sun Beasley, third dark. Dark brown eyes, set, pump. Throws, that's call strike, right off the hands, over the inside, race time. Coming in one. One to nothing, save for the Yankees. Rizzuto lining a home run. Not a high fly ball, a solid line drive. Little fella has power. Right, swings and misses it. A slow curveball. Strike two. Apparently he had it in his mind he was going to hit that pitch no matter where it was. And when uh, the string was pulled by Beasley, Cullenbine tried to slow down his swing but couldn't. Nothing and two. One man out. Nobody on. Beasley works. Cullenbine swings as a ground ball fair. Back face. Hap picks it up, runs for the bag, and wins. Bill Corham was talking uh, before the game began about the speed of Hop, and he scored it right there. Racing into the bag with a ground ball for the putout. And a veritable wall of noise goes up as Joe DiMaggio steps in. Right-hand batter. I feel this deep. Down toward left. There's a call strike. Nothing in one. No balls, one strike. Infield is deep. The score one to nothing. Save the Yankees. Two men out for them. Nobody on last the first inning. Third ball, the outside. Or one. The umpires are in the same rotation now. They were for game one. That means Major Trace back of the plate working balls and strikes. Summers at first, far second, and Hubbard at third. The alternates remain Dunn and Basil. He's the pitch is one and one. A curve swung on, dug it out in the left center. No, it's Terry Moore under it, waiting. And takes it for the out. One run. Rizzuto hammering a home run. The first Yankee batter up. Last half of the first inning. And so uh, it is one to nothing in favor of the Yankees. That ends the first inning. Lots of you listeners 
hundreds of thousands of you, a regular Gillette shaving cream user. So please bear with me while I tell the others what a heap of shaving comfort they are missing. Now Gillette can't afford to miss a trick when it comes to making shaving easier. And take it from me, these shaving creams are everything you have a right to expect from this company. Either one, lather or breakfast, is number one in its field. I mentioned lather cream first, so let's talk about it. Gillette lather cream holds quantities of water to soften your beard and speed your razor. It's made with three beneficial oils, has a pleasant scent, and leaves your face feeling good and looking great. Now that's true of Gillette breakfast cream as well. It is free from grease, rinses off instantly, and never gums up your razor or drain. Peanut oil makes it particularly bland and pleasant. You get super shaving comfort. So for tops and luxury, at no extra cost, ask your dealer for Gillette shaving cream, lather or breakfast. 25 cents. The second inning, Dan Musial, first up, followed by Walker Cooper, then by Hop. Big Red Ruffin, set to the second win in this series. His eighth all-time in World Series competition. Now it's a one-run lead. Delivers. Right over. Third ball. Throws an ease. All strength. Musial stands about as far back in the box as a left-hand hitter can stand. He's long-legged and takes quite a step forward. Ruffin throws. Waste the fastball outside, and it is one and one. One ball, one strike. Red so far has been throwing more stuff pitches just the start of this game than he did at game one. In game one, he was using primarily his fastball. Delivers, let's change the pace. It's over but high. Ball two. Two and one. And as uh, Rick Warren pointed out, stepping uh, well along in years for a ball player. It's picking really uh, on short rations as far as rest goes. Music swings, and there's a high pop fly back of short. Rizzuto, 100, 30. Takes it. And Musial pops up to short. One out. Up the second inning. The score, one to nothing. Over the Yankees. Walker Cooper stepping in. Big rangey, six foot right hand hitter. He's been a very timely batter for the Gardeners so far in this series, getting hit from the immense center. Swings and as they line drive through the middle for a base hit. It's a solid single for Walker Cooper. He sort of stepped back a half step and timed one of Ruffing's three-quarter speed curves. Hit it right through the middle. That's the first Cardinal safety. Single in the center. Now the Cardinals with one man out. The second inning. Have the tying run at first base. The Yankees lead one to nothing. Danny Hop. Stocky. Left-hand batter. And said Wood back and forth. I feel the step foot right. The infield halfway up. Hot swings. There's a pop fly back of short. Rizzuto dancing underneath it. Takes it. Out number two. Walker Cooper. Never stepped off first base. There he stands. Two men out. And here's George Karaski stepping in. Up to around toward left. Starsky pulls. Walker Cooper first. Does it go on anything? Two out. All strike. Right off the hand. Stepping 15 inside and tight for the fast one. Strike one. Starkworth hauling it up from back of third. That's very quiet with Stadium. It's it. Swung on as a high drive deep out of the left. It's way out under and it is foul. But way up into the stands and just foul.
Jones had no sooner said that uh, this batter pulls him than he pulled one just a shade too much. When that one was struck, you knew that the distance was plenty to get it up into the sand. But it was a question of whether it would be fair or foul as it went out close to the line. So naturally, uh, every eye was on the umpire. Foul. So it's a long, a very long second strike. Dropping pitches, grouchy swings, and there's a short fly ball going into right center, and Gordon is back and pulls it down to the out. Second baseman goes back to get it. No run, one hit, one man left. One to nothing, favor the Yankees, and that ends the first half of the second inning. Leadoff man for the New York Ball Club will be Charlie King Kong Keller. This guy blasted 26 home runs. Marty Marion told us on the pregame show, he and Keller used to play against one another in the International League. And Keller had 108 runs batted in, six less than DiMaggio, but what a good one-two punch among their number four and five hitters. And don't forget about Joe Gordon. He had 18 home runs, 103 RBIs, and a 322 mark. When you look at the RBI total of the four, five, and six men in this New York lineup, they are killers. 114, 108, and 103, and all in the double figures. Keller digs in. He's a strong left-handed batter. The left fielder bats for the first time here this afternoon. Beasley gave up the leadoff home run to Rizzuto. They're playing Keller to pull. The first one is blown away. Ball one. As Cooper returns it to the mound. Beasley kicks in front of the rubber as he tries to get a hole popped away out there. You can tell when Beasley is right. There'll be a lot of ground balls. and He'll make good use of that inner, de- inner defense of his. Curve ball inside. That's ball two on Charlie Kelleher, the leadoff man for New York, who leads one nothing here in the second inning. Into the wine. Beasley fires. Brown ball. Right side. Brown has an easy hop and an easy play as he fires to the first baseman, Johnny Hop, and one down. Well, backed up on that ball a little bit. He asked for trouble, but he got an all a cart hop, and he threw him out. One down. That brings in Joe Gordon, a right-handed batter. And now the Cardinal outfield switches around to the left side. Musial is tucked into the left field corner. Moore is in left center. He's deep because it's a very, very deep center field here in Yankee Stadium. One of the most distinct first ball hitters in the game, Joe Gordon. From the wind, Beasley fires. High and away. Gordon was really jumping out after that one, but... Evidently, the book is out on Joe Gordon, and they stay away from the first. Beasley steps off the hill. Now he's back on top. Cooper gives the sign into the wind. Here's the, first, here's the second pitch, and a ground ball to the shortstop. Slats has an easy one up, over, and out as Marion takes care of Joe Gordon. Two down. Someday that Marion's going to throw a handful of pebbles over to first base. He's always picking up pebbles around that shortstop position. He's going to forget to throw one away and throw it over to first someday. That's five in a row now, set down by the Cardinal right-hander, John Beasley. And it brings in Bill Dickey, the New York catcher. Two homers on the year, 37 RBIs, but a good batting mark of 295. And I wonder if the... Here's the ball outside to Dickey. I wonder if the uh, Cardinal fans down in Arkansas are rooting for Dickey or for the Redbirds. Half and half. Here's the 
Here's the next one by the right-hander Beasley, and it's upstairs inside, ball two. Two and now on Bill Dickey, the left-handed swinging catcher of the New York Yankees. Beasley looks on, gets his sign, goes to the wind. Here it is. Brown ball, right side, Brown. Tough play, gets a short hop, but gets his man. And that is six in a row, set down by the Cardinal right-hander, John Beasley. I think the organist here is rooting for the Cardinals. He's playing the March of the Cardinals, written in 1942 by George M. Cohan. After two, the Yankees on top. One nothing. One run, one hit, and no errors for the Yankees. First Yankee batter up. Good to do and uh, we have the Cardinals all expecting a bunt. Perhaps he's drawn in close. And Rizzuto instead just started one right on the nose. Hit the ball right where the signature of Will Harris is and drilled it on a line into the left field stand. The American League ball, of course, is being used here at the American League ballpark. As was pointed out by Mel Allen, who broadcast a goal down in St. Louis, which was the National League ball for this series by the national ball was used. And also, uh, where any rules differed in interpretation between the two major leagues, the National League uh, skating held at St. Louis. And there is true American League skating differences of interpretation have held here at the stadium. Well, right hand being swept up. First man up, third inning. Followed by Mr. Beasley, and then by Jimmy Brown. Out field is straight away on Marion. Likewise, the infield. Roughing. Quickly rubbing up the ball. One to nothing. Over the Yankees. Red delivers. That's for hindsight. Finally, lettering on Marion's uniform blouse. Ball one. And in the slight sweeping crowd, bunts down to a third, it is foul in the air, and Pretty grabs it with one hand. That was a try to push a bunt down to a third for a base hit. It was fouled, and Pretty tore all the way through the coach's box, and leaning down in front of his knees with one hand, his left hand, grabbed the low fly. One out. Mr. Beasley stepping in. He hit the right-handed. Nothing throws. Back throws. One on a net. Beasley spun all the way around. Big veteran throws. Over. Soft third. Ball strike two. Third is working very easily. You can see, by the way, he's pitching it. He's been on that mound before. Back throw right over. Ball strike three. And Beasley just turned and walked away. This is the second strikeout for Ruffin. Second strikeout in the game. Two up, two away. And the Cardinals now start that second go around. Jimmy Brown, who began the ball game getting a walk, is up. Two out, this is empty. Third in. Brown is the killer hitting left-handed. Ball strike. That was a fastball coming in over the outside. Nothing in one. Brown waiting. He's a very business-like little fellow. Wings and hit the top and through the mound back to second and off of Gordon's glove and into center field. Brown is around first and holds on. Gordon runs out in center field and recovers it himself. Caught there. That was a smash and nothing went down for. Couldn't touch. 
Gordon got a glove partially on it behind second base and deflected it into short center. It is scored, of course, as a base hit. The single for Brown at the second base and glove. Hit number two for the Cardinals. Terry Moore, who struck out swinging in the first inning. Stepped in. And Ashton has the ball examined. Then by Major Church, Mr. Dover. Two men out. Brown, the runner. First base. Nothing in position. Delivers. Low with a curve. Ball one. More backed out. Steady his hands. Let the palm together. Nothing. Steady the runner at first. Delivers to the plate. All strike one. Change of pace, which he floated just over the inside, off the hand. One and one. Two men out. Brown, of course, ready to go on anything. Cardinal sailing. Yankees even one to nothing. Zudo, the first Yankee batter, line drive home run. Nothing delivers. More swings as a fly ball into right. Columbine back two steps, turns, and the right fielder takes it easily. No run, one hit. A man left. It is one to nothing, favor the Yankees, and that ends the first half of the third inning. To handymen, a special message from Uncle Sam. We're talking to you fellows who can work with tools. Men like radio operators, electricians, sheet metal workers, garage mechanics, watchmakers. You know America's fighting a mechanized war, and behind every aviator, every tank crew, there must be dozens of maintenance men to keep planes, tanks, and other equipment in first-class running order. That's your job, and it's squarely up to you if you are 18 to 44, single or married. So go to your nearest Army recruiting station and ask for enlistment as a specialist. You have a unusual opportunity for service and advancement. Men, this is most important. Your services are needed now, so don't delay. Go to the Army recruiting station nearest you right away. First up for the Yankees in the last half of the third inning is Gary Quilly, be followed by Red Ruffing, who is an excellent hitter in his own right, as you've observed through the play of the series. When he wasn't sitting, he was McCarthy's number one center hitter. And then Scooter Rizzuto. Beasley gave us the home run to the first uh, batter that he faced, and then retired the next six in order. Sitting, stockyish, right-hand batter. Played the scrolls, slightly round toward left. Beasley throws, but he takes fastball inside. Above the knees, all one. Mark Fletcher, walking up and down. He's the third base coach for the Yankees. Earl Combs, back at first. Sweet his livers. Serve over the two lows, or two. You know. Sweet his leans down. Goes to the rosin bag. Now the cool, competent young right-hander. Livers. Ball three. Pretty ran up to where he would be funny. Then got out of the way of it. Ball high inside. First time the Beavers been this far behind. Three and all. Three nothing tip is over. Played right through there and taken. Three and one. Now pretty back out. It's a look. He's the mixed is taken away from him. As a general rule in the ball game, let's go up to hit unless they are ordered otherwise. And let's see, the three one pitch is ball four. And pretty very coolly stepped to the back of the box, just as far away from the plate as he could get, and still remained legally a batter, so that uh, he wouldn't be close to the target. And he was walked. This is the first walk, given up by Beasley. And now there comes a commotion through the stands. Red Ruffing stepped in. 
Great round of applause from the public address announcer named Ruffy. And Red Funk, fall. And she backed out of the box after falling off the first pitch in the attempted bump, which stopped back on third umpire Major Coach right foot. Ruffing uh, cut his eyes at the first base coach. Beats the bunch still on. Red says something to Major Coach about that 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 hurt. They always hurt. Down to the first. Hop up to the first or second. In time for the fourth to get a first. Double play. Ruffing in trying to advance City to second base with a sacrifice. Butted into a double play. Hop firing the ball. He's the first baseman. To the shortstop. That's Marion. Who rattled it back uh, to first base. And uh, the ball was taken at first base by second baseman Jimmy Brown. Well, the first baseman was dropped back to the second base. That's two out and Rizzuto up. Takes the fastball inside. Ball one. And so each pitcher has given up a walk, and each walk has been dissolved in the midst of a double play. That's the third double play the corners have come away so far in the fall practice. Rizzuto swings at a high fly ball, bothered into left center. Terry Moore is going back to center fielder and makes the catch. Well out. Deep left center field. So that was uh, quite a double play. Having a fourth for the Yankees, who lead one to nothing. And that ends the third inning. Until Gillette technicians develop the sharpness comparator, a costly instrument which measures keenness with a beam of light, razor blade quality was partly guesswork. But now, with the aid of this photoelectric device, Gillette Craftsman predetermine edge characteristics. This is one of many reasons for the unmatched keenness and uniformity of today's Gillette Blue Blade, the sharpest, easiest shaving, and longest lasting on earth. Ruffing is just getting out of the mound. Territory to limping up and pitching the fourth inning. And this first game of the 1943 World Series is coming to you from Yankee Stadium in New York. And we'll pause now 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Face-to-face dropping in the fourth inning will be Florida, followed by Musio, then by Walker Cooper. It is one to nothing over the Yankees. The first batter is there in the first inning. Home run. The closest the Cardinals came to getting back in the game was when Kowalski almost hit one but pulled it foul in the second inning. Florida, who hit into the double play in the first inning, Dodgers, swings and has a high drive going deep out toward right. It is long. Another home run and it's one and one. Nothing first pitch, Florida really put the work to it. There was no question where that ball was. It was in there. Cullen by never so much as turned around. The ball was so far back it couldn't have gone any lower than the lower stands, otherwise it had to go into the upper. Sam Musial takes the pitch low. Ball one. Got that first pitch to Florida. Too good, as pitchers will say. 
And Soto really jumped on it. And it's now a brand new ball game tied at one and one. Usually swings as a high fly ball. The Maggio is waiting for it in right center field. And center field to take it. And it is one man out. And so, and so everything you might say is on um, Stephen uh, Steele. A first inning home run by Rizzuto, which is a low line drive that carried well up into the left field stand. And a high, well hit drive into the right field stand by Florida. And each home run has come to open an inning. The home run by Florida is the only um, four master hit by the Cardinals. Now it's Walker Cooper got a base hit his first time. A run home on the slaughter homer and one man out as Mesial flies out to deep center. Ball one to the Cardinal catcher. Part of the brother act on this Cardinal ball club with Morton Walker Cooper. Pitch is swung on. There's a ground ball to first base. Jerry Pretty grabs it, waves the pitcher away, steps on, unassisted put out, two men gone. I'd hate to get on the wrong side of the Cooper brothers. How about you, Mr. Buck? <laughs> get in between the two of them, brother. <laughs> they actually agitate and look for somebody to come after them. There have been cases where Mort Cooper has knocked some hitters down and the batters start mumbling at home plate. And Walker will remind them, uh, don't forget I'm back here, kid. If you go out to the mound, you better turn around and have a look. The batter is Johnny Hop, and ball one is in the dirt and gets away and scoots back to the screen. Catchers usually try to protect the pitcher, but when it's the case of your brother out there, it's double duty. And now, ball two to Johnny Hop. Hop popped out his first time up. We're in the fourth. We're tied now. 1-1. Two outs, and the base is empty. There's a Hopton hit on one back to second. Gordon up to it. There's the first, and Hop is the tire. Second to third. One run. One hit. That is Hannah. And it's one and one. That ends the first half of the fourth inning. Men, to get extra service, constantly, from every way that they do use, follow these easy steps. First, wash your face with soap and plenty of water to remove grit and soak the trouble. Then apply shaving cream. And if you use lather, close it up thoroughly, dipping the brush in water frequently. When you realize that a dry whisker is almost, if not equally as hard as copper wire, you can see the importance of saturating your beard as a barber does. Another thing, never wipe a Gillette blue blade. To avoid damaging the edges through needless handling, clean the blade by loosening your razor, rinsing under hot water, and shaking dry. Believe me, if you do just what I say, you'll get a pack more shave out of every blade and enjoy comfort you've never had before. The last half of the fourth inning, Ross will be first up, followed by Colin Vine, and then by DiMaggio. Johnny Beasley is now an even turn, once again, after pitching behind one to nothing since the first inning and the first part of it he faced. Now he's ready to go. Ross bounced out in the first inning, second to first. Out here, Ron Wood right. Beasley delivers on right side. There's Beasley up the mound, feeling the bump close to face. And pass wild in the right field. Ross is going on to second base, and now he makes it. They're waiting for the scoring. A beautiful drag bump inside the first base line. 
these three fielded it, and he had to throw in a hurry. It is doubtful if he throw it perfect, could have gotten lost. It was that close. That is throw, instead of being good, was wide. Was on the far side of first base and went out along the length field line. Second baseman down, finally overhead. It is a bunt single and an error charge on the pitcher's throw. That is the official score. A bunt single, they are right. And an error charge on Beasley. He runs it to second, then the last to fourth. Rack is in scoring position at second base. Nobody out, and the big hand moving in. It's coming down. The front, time to the airport first, and Hot cannot quite get up to it. The ball dropping just before it reached the coach's box. An attempted bump foul. Hot tried, but couldn't get it. He got the scoring uh, on Rack. A bump can go. Beautiful drag. Down toward first base. And he dances without stopping on the second on the pitcher's wild throw. And now that's right against Beasley. That's the station of two. The ball game, and that is hit number two for the Yankees. There's time. One and one. Beasley delivers. There's a high curve outside, and it is four one. One ball, one strike. Good size fella. It's high after looking as though he would bump. And it is ball two. Two more. Two balls, one strike. Columbine has given every indication that the Yankees are playing for one run. Nobody has to give an indication. They're taking the train for one game today. Third ball, ball three. Game one. Roy steps back in. Roy steps back in. He's a quick hitter, batting left-handed. Nobody out. Ross, he's gone off second. This is the last series for Ross, come with May. Takes over, takes ball coaching at Yale next year. And the ball swings, there's a high fly ball in the right center. Moore going back, back, and he makes the catch. There's Ross playing in second, moving on to third and makes it easily. Ross gets to third by the time the Terry Moore's throw gets to second base. So the Yankees, after the count, went decidedly in favor of the batter, three and one. He fought the sacrifice, apparently, and had Cullen Dine hit. And he drilled a 400 foot fly ball to right center, which Terry Moore pulled down. And Helen Vine just advanced Ross after the catch on the third. So, the game is tied. One and one. The Mads are up. And the final infield is up slightly more than halfway. Which is asking a lot of infielders to stay in this close to the Mads. What is he hit? Outfield is deep. Round to the left. Right off third. The Mads swing goes. The line drives the left. It's a first hit. Then comes Ross to score. And the Mads is on at first base. A solid single. And the Yankees, for the second time, lead by one run. <laughs> that is the seventh hit for DiMaggio. And that seventh hit are getting him run for the Yankees. As the Zudo's home run was his seventh hit of the series. And it is. Good one. 
David Yankee. And Calicella digging in. Swings and has a line drive in right field for another hit. Camacho around second is turning to third. Slaughter throw. It's cut off at court. Kella ducks back to first base. Just in time and short set Marion throws over to first. And two solid singles back to back. The Maggio select, getting in the second Yankee run to put them ahead two to one. And Keller, solid single to right, sending the Maggio around to third. And with one man out, the Yankees are ahead two to one, and they have runners on at first and third. And both of the Yankee runs got to be scored as earned. And Southworth, shot top of the mound, Cardinal Kipper, to talk to young Johnny Beasley. So activity. Uh, in the, um, they go third time. DiMaggio sliding into third base, not knowing that Stroh would be cut off behind him at short. Ripped the knee in his trousers, but he, um, just can't leave to get it fixed right now. It's not a large player. Joe Gordon stepping in. The infield is up two steps to the Cardinals. Hot field around to left. Beasley now is in the top spot, delivers. Pass for low. For one. One and all. Right here, walking down off third. Got it, Keller. Off third. The pitch. Go ahead and take the strike. It's in there. One and one. Beasley rubbing his fingers with his right hand, just the front of his uniform, takes the sign, in position, delivers, Gordon swings as a ground ball foul, back to third, by two, one ball, two strikes. And I would say that uh, this game, as it has gone along so far, has been uh, a very grim battle between these two clubs, nothing much said. In other words, there's been no, uh, not even a protest on a called ball or a strike. Everything is just moving along. They're swinging. And the young right-hander on the mound. Delivering. Gordon swings and misses. A full curve ball. Strike three. Well, that's Southworth starting out the mound to talk to his young right-hander again probably to remind him about uh, how he wants him to pitch the victory. And I'll say this, right in a World Series ball game, in a spot like that, where the Yankees beginning to unload line drive, to suddenly on Joe Gordon, come down with a soft, slow curve, you've got to believe in yourself. And Gordon probably uh, surprised by seeing such a soft pitch coming up, was swung a little off balance and missed it. That's uh, Walker Cooper went out to the mound. Walker Beasley. Now he's back. Two out. Last half of the fourth inning. One run in. It's in. The Yankees ahead. Two to one. Dickey up. And three singles here in the fourth inning. Dickey swings as a ground ball to the right of the truck. That was up to the first to second. In time for the fourth on Keller. And Keller is fourth. Our second base is that back to the second baseman. And then we hit 
run around. The run is around all right. And uh, as the error was not of the art making variety, just about an extra day, which the two fingers have followed more than made up for, two men were left. That ends the fourth inning. And ladies and gentlemen, um, let's take our thoughts away from baseball for just a few seconds. And remember that, in fact, for every corner of the world, there are our men, our boys, maybe the kids from right around the corner, maybe somebody from your immediate family. Men in all branches of our armed forces are risking, and it needs be giving their lives for us. This is a war that we must win, and its cost will be high anyhow. But uh, thanks to the blood donor program of the American Red Cross, some of the cost in life can be reduced if we as civilians turn our local American Red Cross chapters, find out how we can cooperate, where we can go and when to give a pint of our blood to assist in saving the lives of our men everywhere. Patrick Kulowski, who hit the good big foul ball, second inning, just missed in fair, is first up in the fifth inning. And Red Ruffin for the second time. Now has a one-run lead. Two to one, save the Yankees. Rasky takes the fastball outside. Ball one. Outfield deep. Round toward left. Ruffin comes down. Rasky swings. There's a high fly out into left. Keller signals out. Take it. He's under it. And he takes it. One up. One gone. Up at the fifth. Ball is snapped around the Yankee infield. There's no activity now in either team's bullpen. But up here in the radio box, Allen is. But now warmed up, loose and ready, bringing the last half of the ball game. Pat Marion. Right hand hitting first up. Takes a strike, rubbing right through there. Nothing in one. One man out, nobody on. First half, fifth inning. The Yankees ahead, two to one. Marion swing on the evening, Willie, with a wind-up. A roughing, well ahead of him. Let's down into the base for the moment, figuring out what his next pitch will be. Throw, swing on, and line out to right. Set it through, a cut and going over, and it's a nice running catch out of it. And Marion is retired. High line drive to deep right center. Two up, two away, top of the fifth. And Beasley is walking up. He's very calm, that fella. Ball set, spreads his feet. Look to the third strike. Third inning, rushing delivery. That's ball right over. All right. Up here is moved in a couple of steps. Red delivered. Right two swinging. And there's Beasley and going all the way around again. Setting in two. Two out. The score two to one. They were New York. Beasley, right hand hitter, digs in. Nothing worse. Broke curve, it misses outside. It's by a pitch. One and two. 
led to a couple of steps off the mound for the dugout after he delivered that ball, thinking he had a third strike. Thank you. Ricky stays low. The pitch came on and had the broken bat of drive in the short right. In for a base hit. And Beasley hits an outside pitch, hit his bat, and hits a low fly ball single into right. And two out. He's the runner at first base. This is hit number four. For the Cardinals, it's Cardinal now has four hits. Jimmy Brown, who has a walk and a single. That's then, this hitter, batting left-handed. After round to right. Second delivers, Brown swings, and has a high foul ball. Next is going to be fair by third. And Red Rock takes it just there inside the third base side. No run. One hit. One man left to St. Louis in the top of the fifth inning. Two to one. Save the Yankees. Stepping in is Mel Allen, who on his um, second World Series for Gillette, and his first, in which he has uh, been play-by-play, has distinguished himself handsomely. Mel, the good reports on your work are coming in from all corners. The big ball game going, and you're the fellow to tell us about the last half of it. Come in, Skyrocket. Thanks, Red. Glad the old voice is still hitting on the cylinders. He knows not hitting on all of them. That's just this sore throat which you've been operating under. That's a job. As we come into the last half of the fifth inning, ladies and gentlemen, the Yankees are leading by 2-1 to one in this very decisive game of the 1942 World Series. The Yankees must win in order for the series to be prolonged. And should they win, the sixth game will be played in St. Louis on Wednesday. But if they don't win, it's all over. Here we go in the last half of the fifth inning with Jerry Pretty leading off. He'll be followed by Charlie Ruffing. Then will come the top of the batting order, Phil Rizzuto. Pretty in the third inning is the only time the bat thus far drew a base on ball. Back to right handed. Had a batting average of 143 on the series. Johnny Beasley goes into the windup, in comes the pitch to Pretty. Jerry takes it, right in there for a called strike. Half speed ball got that inside corner, belt high. Whitey Cross is at third, Marty Marion is short, Jimmy Brown is second, Johnny Half on first. Walks the quicker back to the plate, Johnny Beasley pitching. Then he steps to the next pitch, here it comes. He takes it to high one outside, ball one. One and one the count on the Yankee utility first baseman. General all around utility man playing first base now in place of the injured Buddy Hassett. Outfield playing into four toward left. In comes the pitch, pretty swing, smacks the ground ball out the court near the bag. Now he goes over, picks it up with a glad hand, goes to hop in time for the out. As long men, Marty Marion, raced over near second base. Stuck out his gloved hand, pocketed the ball in the glove, and while still going at top speed, fired over to Johnny Hopp in time to retire Pretty for out number one. And here's Charlie Ruffing. In the third inning, after Pretty had drawn a base on balls, Ruffing attempting to sacrifice into second, bunted into a double play. Back to right handed. Johnny Beasley's first pitch to Ruff. Hang on and miss. Strike one. Ruffing cut hard at it, cut over the pitch. Outfield plays Ruffing to hit toward right, right center a little bit. 
Ryan Beasley ready. Throws. Ruffing takes it over the outside corner for Charles Strike 2. Bit of a let-up ball. Walker Sipper in the crowd for giving the sign to Beasley. Johnny working fast ready. Here's his pitch. Ruffing takes it low. Ball one. Side to cut. The change is mine. One ball, two strikes. Bill Rizzuto on deck. Two to one the score. Favor the Yankees. Last half of the fifth inning. Beasley goes into his windup, rocks in the box. Here's his pitch. Ruffing swings and top one slowing down third base line. Kowalski coming in fast, picks it up, makes his throw, but not in time. Ruffing is safe. Kowalski was playing a very deep third. Ruffing swung hard. Top the pitch, it rolled lazily down the third base line. Too far away for Beasley to go over to make the play. Kowalski came in fast, fielded the ball through to hop, but not nearly in time, and Ruffing is safe at first with a base hit. The fourth for the Yankees off Beasley. However, Ruffing had to really tear down the baseline, and that may have taken its toll. Make that the fifth hit for the Yankees. Here's uh, Phil Rizzuto, back to right handed. Had a home run in the first inning, tried to carry more in the third. One out, Ruffing leads off first. Here's the pitch. Rizzuto sinks, Mike one to hop. He comes up with it. Throws over to Mary Lowe in the third, just away from him. And Ruffing is safe at second, and Rizzuto at first. And oddly enough, here's what happened on the play. We didn't have time to crowd it all in to the description. We wanted to give you the result first. Ruffing had a short lead off first. Rizzuto hit an outside pitch and drove it right to Johnny Hopp, who's on the bag with Ruffing. And Ruffing, who was standing right beside Hopp, Hopp could have almost turned around and tagged him. Hopp elected to throw to Marion. And his throw, Ruffing was nowhere near second base. The throw was into the dirt, bounced off Marion's chest and rolled over near second. Of course, Jimmy Brown had raced over to back up the plate first, and so Ruffing lumbered on down safely to second, and Rizzuto is safe at first. The error is charged to Johnny Hopp on a wild throw. That's the second error charged to the Cardinals. Ruffing's on second, Rizzuto's on at first. The batter is Red Roth, it's one out. Roth back to left handed, here's the pitch. Red takes the curve, low inside, ball one. Roth rounded out to Jimmy Brown in the first inning. He's out a drag bunt in the fourth. Went on down the second, and Johnny Beasley's wild throw pass hop. Two to one, favor the Yankees, last half to fifth inning. Stretched by Beasley pitch. Roth takes another one inside, ball two. Roy Kellenbein is on deck. Started rocking on second. There was Rizzuto on at first. Phil's been on that base a lot of times during this series. Without an opportunity to check the records, we are inclined to see he's been on base as much or more than anyone. Here's the pitch. And it's over the outside corner, fastball for a called strike. Two and one to count now on Red Rolf. Outfield, playing just to go toward right. In center field, way over toward right and right, and they're watching the slice to left side. It's very close to being a sort of a straightaway. Ronnie Beasley takes a stretch, takes his energy, as his pitch, Rock turns and fouls it off with the left plate going up into the sand, into the upper deck, back two. The lad stood up from the field boxes of the upper deck and made a nice catch. Got a round of applause from the folks sitting around him. Two to the top now, Ralph. Wendy Crossy is playing very close to that third baseline. Marty Marion over near second base in a couple of steps. Jimmy Brown in four or five steps to second. In what you might call double play position. Johnny Happ at deep first, running at first baseline. Beasley taking his time. 
Rucking shortly by second, Phil Rizzuto is shortly by first. Now Beasley takes the stretch with runners wide in their lead. Here's the pitch. It's four lines of bounder. Hit out to Jimmy Brown. Brown beats it. Picks it up close to first. Not in time, and all hands are safe. Jimmy Brown, a potential double play ball, was booted by Jimmy. He picked it up. His throw to first, though, was not in time to get Ralph. And it's an error charge to Jimmy Brown, and the bases are loaded. Ruffing on third, Rizzuto on second, and Ralph on first with one out. And the batter, Roy Cullenbine, who grounded out to Hop in the first inning, unassisted, fly to Terry Moore deep in right center in the fourth inning. Two to one is the score at the moment, favor the Yankees. It's the last half of the fifth inning. Outfield deep toward right and center and right. Watching Columbine the slice to left center. Leaves number the line up here is the pitch. Columbine takes it high for ball one. Cardinal Linfield is laying back in double play position. That's what they're hoping for. Randy Karowski, wide at third. Back up the steps behind third base. Marion the deep short. In about three or four paces. Over near second. Time has been called for a moment, and here comes Billy Southworth out of the Cardinal dugout to talk to Johnny Beasley. So time has been called here for the moment, and this last half of the fifth inning. Billy wants to go out to talk to his youngster, try to calm him down. That's a favorite uh, trick of managers. They have the youngster out on the mound. He gets into hot water. Like to go in there and calm him down a little bit. You remember when Johnny Vandermeer pitched his second no-hit game over at Field against the Brooklyn Dodgers in the ninth inning. He grew wild, issued several passes. Bill McKechnie, the Reds, went out towards him, settled him down, and he finished up and got his second no-hitter. Now we're all set to resume action. Here's the pitch to Roy Cullenbine. It's inside for ball two, backing him away from the plate. Do nothing to count on the Yankee right fielder. One away. Last pass of the fifth inning. Beasley's trying to get Cullenbine to hit on the ground to the infield somewhere if he can. Rucking is on third. Rizzuto is on second. Ralph is on first. He's in the lineup for the 2 nothing pitch to Columbine. Here it is. Roy takes it. A strike one call over the downside corner. Two balls, one strike. Columbine reaches down, gets a little dirt on his hand. Wipes his hands off in his trousers now. Steps back in the hitting position. Walks the stick into the traps to give the sign to Beasley. Runners are leading off slightly. Beasley still looking in. Takes off the sign. Okay is the next one. Goes into the lineup. Runners lead. Here's the pitch. Columbine takes it high inside. Ball three. Three and one to count now. On deck, he said to my joke. Two to one, favor the Yankees. Last pass for the fifth inning. Set spot for young Johnny. Bearing down, trying to get out of it. Coming down up there, trying to do something about getting more runs in. In comes the pitch. It's swung on. It's a pop-up. Back at third. There is Marty Marion leaping out back at third. in short left under the ball. The runners hold. The catch is made, and it's two out. Infield fly rule prevailed and was called by the umpires. And there goes Billy Southworth out again to the mound to talk to Beasley. Young Johnny, under the pressure of the situation, came through nicely on Roy Columbine to get him to pop out to Marion. Out on the grass and short left. Two down. Southworth talking to Johnny, trying to calm him down, keep him free and easy. Walker Cooper comes in from back to the plate to talk to him. 
George Major Cubs starts walking out to the mound to speed up the action. Now Southworth leaves the mound and goes back to the Cardinal bench. This could very easily have been the turning point of the game. And might yet be. Either way you look at it. Beasley gets out of it or if he doesn't. Two out. Ruffing on third. Rizzuto on second. Ralph on first. DiMaggio the batter. Beasley into the lineup. Here's the pitch. DiMaggio takes it. Strike one called. A curve. Pass one over that outside. Beasley gives the Rawson back a little shot. Standing on the rubber. Goes into his lineup. Run his lead off. Here's the pitch to DiMaggio. Joe takes it outside. Ball one. Tried to cut at it. Changed his mind. He saw a curveball sweeping too far outside. One and one in count now. And DiMaggio, the outfield deep over toward left. Very exciting and very tense moment. The last half of the fifth inning. Young Johnny Beasley bearing down. DiMaggio awaiting the pitch. Beasley ready into his lineup. Here it is. DiMaggio swings and sends a smash to Kraft and one hop. He takes it. Steps on third for the out. Well, young Johnny Beasley came out of that one in magnificent fashion. No runs, one hit, two cardinal errors, three left on, score 2 1. Favor the Yankees, that ends the fifth inning. In the whole field of precision manufacture, there is no more delicate operation than production of the Gillette Blue Blade. The specialized machines and scientific instruments required for this work have been, for the most part, designed and built by Gillette's own technicians. This explains why, with the nation at war, Gillette is called upon to produce some 68 different machine tool parts for America's leading tool makers. This fifth game of the 1942 World Series is coming to you from the Yankee Stadium in New York City. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Well, we're ready now for the sixth inning, and young Johnny Beasley will long be remembered for having come out of that set situation. Bases loaded. One out, he got rid of Cullenbein and DiMaggio to retire the side without a run. And so the Yankees saw a tremendous opportunity to go fading away. As we go into the first half of the sixth inning, it's Terry Moore leading off for the Cardinals. He'll be followed by Enos Slaughter. Then will come Stan Musial. Wrapping into the windup. Here's the pitch to Terry Moore. Swung on to drive to left field for a base hit. Johnny Keller waiting for the ball in the road. Picks it up, throws into second, and Terry Moore holds it first with a line single to left. And here is Enos Slaughter stepping in. for Terry Moore was his fifth World Series hit. Two to one favor the Yankees, first half to six. Enos Slaughter up there, hit into a double play in the first inning, but a home run in the fourth. First pitch to him, swung on to line drive out the right field for a base hit. Terry Moore around second on his way to third. The throw goes into second, holding it first is Slaughter with a single. the Cardinals third on by their great defensive stand in the last half of the fifth inning at come to life and the first two men facing roughing here in the first half of the sixth have belted line drive singles Moore's to left Slaughter's to right and we have Terry Moore on at third Enos Slaughter on at first nobody out 
and the batter Sam Mutual. And now a little activity is beginning to take place in the Yankee bullpen. Mutual back to left-handed, pops out to Rizzuto on the second, slides with Maggio on the fourth, stretched by roughing the pitch. Mutual swings and hooks a pop-up. Back at short, on the grass goes Phil Rizzuto, he's under it, and he makes the catch for the out. He comes running into the infield with the ball, there's no advance. One away, and here's Walker Cooper, who singled the center in the second inning. Grounded out to Jerry pretty unassisted in the fourth. Been a tough man up there for the Cardinals in the clutch throughout the series. He's driven in, three runs. Right-handed batter. Jerry Moore on third. Ina Slaughter on first. One out. First half of the sixth inning, 2-1 in favor of the Yankees. The Cardinals threatening to tie or go ahead. Ruffing takes a stretch. Here's the pitch to Cooper. Outside, ball one, third ball. Outfield playing Cooper. Just a little bit toward left. Terry Moore comes up the line from third. Nina Slaughter has his lead off first. Jerry Pretty is on the bag with him. Ruffin takes a set, checks his runner's pitches. Cooper swings and hits a high fly ball along the right field line. There is Roy Tellenbein racing over near the line. Moore at third, ready to tag up. There's the catch. Here's the throw into the plate, but Pretty cuts it off close to Rizzuto, and it's over his head, out in the center field. There goes Slaughter racing to third. Moore has come in to score. DiMaggio feels the ball, throws into the plate, and the score is tied up at 2-2. Cooper hit a high fly ball along the right field line with the outfield toward left. Tellenbein had to run a long way, made the catch. Moore tagged up, came in to score. Tellenbein cut loose with his throw to the plate after hesitating for a moment. Jerry Pretty cut the throw off, threw down to Rizzuto as Slaughter was on first, tried to go to second on the throw to the plate. And when the throw from Pretty to Rizzuto was into the dirt, bounced away from Rizzuto, and Slaughter kept running, went all the way around to third. We'll check with the official score to see what they're going to call it. Score is tied up now at two and two. And the batter is Johnny Hopp. That's from left-handed. Slaughter's on his third. Pretty is charged with an arrow, the wild throw. Here's the pitch. Going on, there's the drive to deep right center field. The manager's racing back. He's getting under it now, and he makes the catch for the out. And call for the Cardinals in the first half of the sixth. One run, two hits, one Yankee error. One man left on base for St. Louis, and the score at the end of five and a half innings, all tied up, 2-2. And that ends the first half of the sixth inning. You know, you can tell by the cheering today that the fans are pretty evenly divided here at Yankee Stadium. And whenever, wherever you go, the same thing's true about Gillette shaving cream. Yes, sir, Gillette lather has millions of boosters, and so has Gillette brushless. Now, if you prefer brushless, here's the shaving cream for you. For Gillette Brushless, contains delicate peanut oil and is a lot better in many ways. It speeds shaving, stays moist on your face, and lubricates the blade. You skim off your whiskers without any smarter irritation. Some more things. Gillette Brushless is greaseless. It can't gum up your razor or clog costly plumbing. So take it from me. If you want a new experience in shaving ease and luxury, get yourself a tube of Gillette Brushless for a quarter. Better still, ask for the giant size economy tube. Only 33 cents. Coming into the last half of the sixth inning, with the score tied up at 2-2, for the Yankees will have Charlie Keller leading off, then will come Joe Gordon, 
then Bill Dickey. So it's a brand-new ball game once again. Seesaw struggled. The Yanks led 1-0. The Cardinals tied it up at 1-1. The Yanks went ahead 2-1. The Cardinals have tied it up at 2-2. Bill Rizzuto hit a home run in the first inning to give the Yanks the lead. Then Enos Slaughter came back in the fourth with a home run to tie it up. In the last half of the fourth inning, the Yankees went ahead. 2-1. The Cardinals just tied it up. So here's Charlie Keller stepping in. Grounded out to Jimmy Brown in the second inning. Single to right in the fourth. That's him left-handed. Johnny Beasley looks in to get the sign from Walker Cooper. Outfield very deep toward right to Keller. In comes the first pitch. Charlie takes it outside. Ball one. Barry Moore is back very deep. A little bit toward right center. Young Johnny Beasley leans forward, starts his windup. Here's the pitch to Keller. Charlie swings and drives one to deep left field. There is Sam Musa racing way back. He's getting under it and makes the catch for the out. One away as Keller drove deep to Musial and left center field in the direction of the 402-foot sign. Drive good for about 350 to 75 feet. Coming up now is Joe Gordon, who grounded out to Marty Marion in the second inning. Struck out in the fourth. A 2-2 ball game, last half of the sixth inning. Gordon back to right-handed, stands very deep in the batter's box. Here's the first pitch to Joe. Fastball outside, ball one. George Major Kurtz calling balls and strikes. Bill Summers umpiring at first, George Bard second. Al Hubbard at third. Outfield pulled over toward left for Gordon. In comes the next pitch to Joe. He takes it, strike one, it's called. Fastball right over there, letter high. One and one to count on the Yankee second baseman. One out, nobody aboard. Bill Dickey's on deck. Gordon batting. Beasley ready. Here's his pitch. Gordon takes a sweeping third low inside. Ball two. Him on the count now. Our pressure's pushing back at third. Earl comes back to first for the Yankees. Both of them hiring up to go over the plate. Beasley all set. Here's his pitch. Gordon swings and smacks one. One hop to Kowalski third. Whitey takes it. Throws over the hop. In time for the out. Full hop off the back just for a moment, but he managed to step back on it ahead of Gordon. So there's two outs as Gordon grounds out Kowalski to hop. Coming up now is Bill Dickey. He grounded out to Jimmy Brown in the second inning. And middle fourth play in the fourth. Bill back from left-handed. 2-2 to score. Last half of the sixth inning. Dickey steps in. Dickey just his step. Took the ball out of his glove. That was a sign from his battery mate. Enter the wind-up and here's the pitch to Dickey. It's outside, ball one. Jerry Pitty is on deck to hit next if Dickey gets on base. Crowd will settle down rather quiet at the moment. Watching this thrilling struggle out here, this bitter struggle. In comes the pitch, Dickey swings and fouls the stick, it runs the plate. Back one. One and one to count. Watch Cooper picks the ball up, hands it to George Macy first. George gives it to once over lightly, says it's all right. Ball stays the game. One ball, one strike, and the Yankee catches. Bill Dickey. One of the greatest catches of all time. Busy all set. Overhand, change of face, pitches outside, ball two. Two and one. Dickey hits up his trousers, goes with us and dives it around the afterwards. Dennis Hopper did a magnificent job in that last inning of 
pounding down the young right-hander in that tough spot. Here's the pitch to Dickey. Swung on. There's a drive going deep out the right field. Taylor getting back. Getting back. He's getting under it and makes the catch for the out. So that's all for the Yankees in the last of six. No runs, no hits, no errors. The battle left on. Out in order. And the totals, two runs for the Cardinals. Six hits, three errors. Four left on. The Yankees, two runs, five hits, one error, and five men left on base. That ends the sixth inning. Fifty percent of every ship, tank, and gun is made from scrap metal. Your country needs all your old metal, rubber, rags, manila rope, burnout bags to make war materials. So round up your junk. Sell it to a dealer. Give it to a charity. Or take it wherever you see the red, white, and blue official salvage depot sign. Throw your step into the fight. Well, we're getting into the latter stages of this game that may be the decisive game of the 1942 World Series. A break either way now may turn the tide. Score is tied. A different spelling on that one. Two to two as we go into the first half of the seventh inning with Karowski, Marion, and Beasley, the first three men to face Charlie Rapping. Karowski popped out in the second inning. Joe Gordon, and fly to Charlie Keller in the fifth. In person, getting himself around Tipper, drove one high and deep into the left field stand, just curved foul over the pole to disappeared into the stand. Drives a long ball, outfield playing him toward left. Two to the score, remember. First half of the seventh inning. Reverend Charlie Ruffing, into the windup. In comes the pitch to Karofsky. Inside, ball one. Back in Karofsky, away from the plate, out of the batter's box. in his pitching hand. Now he's ready to work. And we have an easy wind-up. Right on pitch. Inside. Ball two. Do nothing to count on Karofsky. Ball game is the stage now where you can't afford to let anybody get away from you. Karofsky can't have a bluffing. Do nothing. In comes the pitch. Strike one call. He's got that outside corner. Fast ball. Two balls, one strike. Karofsky takes a look at Billy Southworth, working the third. The hitter takes time. Nothing easily in the windup. Here's his pitch. It's swung on. It's a high pop-up foul. Back to first. It may go into the stands. Pretty great to near the field boxes. He leans in, but he can't make the catch. He came very close to getting himself in that ball, however. Strike two. Two to the count. Foul went just to the right of the Cardinal dugout. Cardinal dugout is really alive. All the boys out on the top step, hollering. Ruffing goes to the rosin bag. Has a new ball, working on a little bit. Karofsky steps out of the batter's box, gets a little bird on his hand. The small game is waxing tougher and tougher. As we go right down to the final wire. Two to the count. Ruffing set. Here's his pitch to Karofsky. Swung on as a line drive, but foul in the left field stands. He hit it well. Hopefully he scattered away from that one. Rocky pulled it too much. Vicious line drive. And another new ball into play. Whitey Krasky leading off of the Cardinals. First half of the seventh inning. A 2-2 ball game. All tied up. Roughing set for the next pitch. Here it is. Krasky swings and smacks another one foul down the third baseline in between Billy Southworth and third base. Ball comes off the... 
Little wall out there out in the left field. Charlie Keller feels it, throws it in the big foul heaven. Sometimes back to third. Roughing one is in back to Hill, looking around the outfield. Takes it up, not some of the rubber, blows in his pitching hand. Rubbing up the top of the ball right now. Randy Karofsky, digging into plate. As that bat, cocked up over his right shoulder, waiting to pitch. Here it comes. Swung on, there's the drive out in the center field. The Maggio lazily under it, and he makes the catch for the out. And there's one away now for the Cardinals in the first half of the seventh inning. Stepping into bat is Martin Marion. Fouled out to Jerry Pretty in the third inning. Lines Roy Cullenbein in the fifth. Loose limbed right-handed hitter steps in with that two-tone bat. The only player so far in the series has used that type of bat. Not that it's any different than any other bat other than following. Red Ruffing's first pitch to Marion. Strike one calls. Throw the half speed ball. Came in over that inside corner. Outfield playing Marion to hit through all fields. Good to say playing him straight away. Ruffing into the windup. Comes in with a slow pitch which is fouled off to the left of the plate. Just missing the upper deck and dropping down below. Strike two. So Ruffing stands ahead of Marion. No ball. Two strikes. Crowd laying back rather silent, awaiting the big break that must come one way or another before the issue is decided here in this ball game. Nothing all set, close. Marion takes a fast throw outside, ball one. Hmm. One ball, two strikes from the Cardinal shortstop. One out, the body on, seventh inning, four tied, two two. Johnny Beasley's on deck. Jimmy Brown, who will follow him, is in the batter's circle. Roughing all set again. There's his pitch, side on, change of pace, swung on, lifted foul over near the Cardinal dugout. Dickie, after but can't get it, drops into the stands just behind the St. Louis dugout. One ball, two strikes, still the time. Roughing, feeding there, right a slow step. Wasted the pass outside the curve, then came back pulling the string, hoping to get Marion on it. Almost did, but Marty managed to get enough of the bat on to foul it off. So Red is out there working hard, bearing down. This is a must game for the Yankees. Yankees right-hander in this wind-up. Here's the pitch to Marion. Swung on and foul off again. Another one of those slow pitches. Comes off to the left of the screen. Down below. Crowd getting quite a chuckle out of it. Getting a kick out of one fan down below to the right, too. Stands up and hollers in a screamy sort of voice. Ruffing checks the time, Dickey. One half about on. First half, seven innings, four tied, two two. Ruffing the wind up, here's the pitch. Marion swings and puts the top up. Out in the short left, Phil Rizzuto racing out. Keller coming in. Phil says he has it, and he makes the catch for the out. So there's two down for the Cardinals in the first half, seven innings. And here's young Johnny Beasley stepping in. Getting a nice round of applause from the fans. He's done a magnificent job. In trouble, but getting out of it. Beasley took a third call strike in the third inning and then punched the single to right in the fifth, breaking his bat in the process. Roughing first pitch to Beasley, swung out and missed, strike one. Got a really swing from the heels. Time call for a moment, steps out of the batter's box, strikes his handkerchief from his right hip pocket, dries the palms of his hands, now steps back into hitting position. 
Wrapping all set for the next pitch to Beasley. It is Beasley. Strangely misses. Strike two. The fast inside pitch up under the hand. Seems as if he swung the batman himself the fence more than anything else. Here's that quick shot. Wrapping is taking his time. Standing right in back of the rubber. Rubbing up to cover the ball. Looking around out in the right field. Turns around. Faces in plate. Two outs for body on. Dropping into the windup. Here's his pitch. Fast ball. Swung out and missed. Back three. That's out number three for Rapping. Out in order for the Cardinals in the seventh. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. And the score, and a six and a half inning. Still tied. Two and two. Dave, if you've never heard of a victor's hardness tester, it's not surprising. There's only a handful of these costly laboratory instruments in the whole country. Yet, Gillette uses three of them in daily production to check the temper. Here's one good reason. Gillette Blue Blades far outlast the ordinary time. This fifth game of the 1942 World Series comes to you from the Yankee Stadium in New York City. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Coming into the last half of the seventh inning of this fifth game of the World Series, score is tied at 2-2. We'll have the lower part of the Yankee batting order coming up, City and Ruffing. Then we'll pick up Phil Rizzuto. It'll be the top of the batting order for the Cardinals when we go into the first half of the eighth inning. City back to right-handed. He walks in the third inning, grounded out to Marty Marion in the fifth. Johnny Beasley, standing on the rubber, looks in to get this sign from Walker Cooper. Starts his wind-up, and in comes the pitch. City takes one high inside, ball one. The rhythmic applause by Yankee supporters calling for a rally. Beasley pitches, pretty swings, and sends the bounder out toward court. Marion comes in, picks it up on a nice hop, throws the hop in time for the out. One up and one away for the Yankees in the last half of the seventh inning. There's Charlie Rapping coming up. Bunted into a double play in the third inning, singled in the fifth. Getting a nice round of applause, too. Right-handed. Easily all set. Rocks in the box. Here's his pitch. Rucking takes it. The curve ball low. Ball one. One ball, no strike. Outfield playing rucking. Step or so toward right and center and right. Watching him to hit the left center. Easily taking his time. Now he sets his next pitch to Red Rucking. It is. Charlie swings and drives one foul back to first base, going into the right field stands. Into the upper deck, a fan of the box, tried to make a catch and dropped it, and it went on down below into the lower stand. One and one the count on the Yankee pitcher. Beasley, after having trouble in the fourth and fifth innings, settled down. He came out of a terrific jam in that fifth inning. In comes the pitch, roughing swings and fouls it back. Strike two. Bases were noted on Beasley in the fifth with only one out. Colin Byron DiMaggio coming up, and he got rid of the two batters without permitting a run. Final right-hander in his windup. Overhand fastball, strike three, over that outside corner. Oh, Ruffing tried to swing, checked it, but that went George Major Garth with the right hand anyway. That's the second strikeout for Johnny Beasley. 
two away, and here's little Paul Rizzuto, who started the Yankees off in the first inning by lining the home run into the left field stand. Glad to carry more in the third, but safe on an error by Johnny Hopp in the fifth. Fell back to right-handed. Two out, nobody aboard, last half of the seventh inning. Beasley pitches, Rizzuto looks at an outside one, ball one. Red Roth is on deck, will hit next if Rizzuto gets on base. Little Phil has been a big figure in this series. Next pitch to him. Outside, ball two. Two-nothing time in the Yankee shortstop. Whitey Krasky's in close to third to watch for that bunt. Not playing in quite as close as he has been, but still close enough. Outfield over toward left. Leaves are working fast now. Comes in with the pitch, and it's in there for a called strike. Two and one. Two and two the score. Last half of the seventh inning. Leaves looks for the sign, has it. Here's his pitch to Rizzuto. Swung on and missed. Strike two. Still cut hard. Two to the count now. Rizzuto steps out of the batter's box for a moment. Gets a little dirt on his hands. Back in the hitting position he goes. Beasley just his cap, takes the ball out of his gloves. Starts his wind up, rocks in the box. Overhand, fastball low, ball three. So the string is run out on Rizzuto, three and two. Beasley backs up off the rubber a little bit, picks up the rosin bag, throws it down, kicks the rubber. And looks in, checking the time with his battery mate. Rizzuto digs in, awaiting the payoff pitch. Here it is. Phil swings and sends a ground ball out towards short. Pass married out to center field for a base hit. Barry Moore feels the ball in the road. it momentarily, but picks it up quickly to throw in the second. And Rizzuto holds on it first with a single to center. His second hit of the ball game and his eighth of the series. He's the number one man in hit production. Has more hits than anyone else. Came up to today's game batting at 353. There are two outs. Rizzuto on at first base, and the batter, Red Ralph. Ralph grounded out to Jimmy Brown in the first inning. Beat out a drag bunt in the fourth, but safe in an error by Jimmy Brown in the fifth. That's left-handed, chokes his bat about two inches. So Rizzuto leads off first. There's a quick throw over to first. Rizzuto comes back safely. Phil danced off the bag like he might try to go down. Try to steal second. There's another quick throw over to first, but not in time. Johnny Beasley is trying to hold Phil on. Phil has stolen two bases in the series. Struck by Beasley. Here's the pitch. It's right through there for a call strike. With two outs, the man on first. It's entirely possible that field sign might be given out. That would put a runner in scoring position. So Beasley's trying to hold Rizzuto as close to the first base as possible. Johnny Hopps on the bag there with him. Beasley takes his touch, checks Rizzuto. Here's the pitch to Ralph, and it's high for ball one. One and one to count from the Yankee third baseman. Roy Cullenbein is on deck. He'll hit next if Ralph gets on base. Red steps out of the batter's box. Checks with Aunt Fletcher at third for any sign. Beasley all set now. Takes his stretch. Here's his pitch. Ralph swings and drives one in deep right field. Ina Sawyer racing way backwards. Going to get under it. And he makes the catch for the out. And so that's all for the Yankees in the seventh. No runs, one hit. No cardinal errors. One left on. And the score at the end of seven innings, 2-2, that ends the seventh inning. 
Right across the nation, men and women are waging the greatest conservation campaign this country has ever known. Americans are doing without many things and learning to make other things give double service. Now, here's a good way to get extra shaves from every Gillette blade you use. It's something like crisscrossing the tires on your automobile for extra mileage. You see, today's Gillette blue blade has marks resembling the Roman numerals 1 and 2 on the end. You can spot them readily without taking the blade out of your razor. Thus, it's easy to distinguish between the edges and give both equal use. And that's the point. Give both edges equal use by shaving one side of your face with one edge, the opposite side with the other. This way, you get a number of additional shaves from every Gillette blue blade. And that saves blades, saves steel, saves money. Here your seven-inning totals. Cardinals two runs, six hits, three errors, four left on. The Yankees two runs, six hits, one error, six men left on base. And so we're set now for the first half of the eighth inning. And brother, don't you think the tension isn't terrific? Cardinals need but this game to win the World Series. The Yankees need this game to keep the series going. And here we are, all jammed up and deadlocked at 2-2, going into the first half of the eighth for the top of the batting order for the Cardinals. It's Jimmy Brown leading off. Terry Moore will follow Benning the slaughter. And the veteran Red Ruffing, trying to keep his teammates in the running, goes into the windup, and here's the pitch to Jimmy Brown. And it's strike one call, a fastball right through the middle. Jimmy Brown walked in the first inning, had an infield hit in the third, popped out to Red Ruff in the fifth. Switch hitter, bat left-handed against right-handed pitching. Ralph in close to third to watch the bunt. Ruffing into the windup. Here's the pitch. Jimmy Brown swings and smashes it. Passes it out in the left field for a base hit. Ralph comes up, or rather, Keller comes up to the ball, throws into second, and Jimmy Brown drives the single between Ralph and Rizzuto in the left for his second hit of the ball game. And the seventh for the Cardinals. That brings to the plate Terry Moore, who struck out in the first inning, slide to Kellenbein in the third, and single and left in the sixth. That's a right-handed. Ralph in close on the grass, prepared to watch for the bunt. Brown moves off first to stretch by Ruffing. In comes the pitch. Moore shortens up. Bunt toward first. Pretty comes up to the ball. His throw is to Gordon at first in time for the out, with Brown being sacrificed to second. So the Cardinals now have the potential tie-breaking run in scoring position on second base. Ravina Slaughter is stepping in. Slaughter hit into a double play in the first inning, hit a home run in the fourth inning, a tremendous shot deep into the right field stand, lower deck. He singled it right in the sixth inning. Back to left-handed. On deck is Stan Musial. The red roughing is in hot water. One out. Jimmy Brown on second base. Enos Slaughter, the batter. One of the toughest hitters for a pitch of the face. Nothing takes the strike. Steps down. Pitches to Slaughter. Strike one at call. Fastball over the outside corner. Nothing bombs the ball around his pitching glove. Blows in his hand. What's going to get the from Dickey? Takes the strike. Jimmy Brown, one is off second base. There's a pitch to Slaughter. Swung on. It's a high pop-up floating foul. Back to third. It's going to go into the stand. Just misses the upper deck and drops down below. Strike two. No balls, two strikes. Comes to Slaughter, the batter. One out. Jimmy Brown on second base. Four tied. Two and two. All the Cardinals out in front of the dugout in the top step. And certainly watching the action. And Williams 
Gomez over in the left-hand corner of the Yankee dugout. And Kirk in the right-hand corner. Looking, taking his time. Now he's ready to take the stretch down. He's off second. Here's the pitch. Slaughter takes it inside. Ball one. One ball, two strikes to time on the Cardinal right fielder. And you can just feel the seething sentiment throughout the thousands of people here at the stadium today. They're comparatively quiet. They're just waiting, waiting, anticipating something. Wondering when it's going to happen, because something must happen sometime or other before the afternoon is over. In comes the pitch for Slaughter. High outside, ball two. Two to the top. Red Ruffing. Working methodically and carefully on Slaughter. Realizing his propensity as a big stuck hitter and a great hitter all the way around. Two balls, two strikes to count. Jimmy Brown again moves off second base. Ruffin taking his time, looks at Brown, Brown starts back towards second. Ruffin still looking at him, taking too much time, and Slaughter steps down to the batter's box. Time has been called for the moment. After the three fours out here really batting away. Now all set, walking into the stretch. In comes the pitch to Slaughter. Swung on, it's a pop-up. Out toward short. Bill Rizzuto is getting under it. Brown goes back to second. Rizzuto waiting, and he makes the catch for the out. And there's two down. And the batter, Dan Musial. He popped out to Rizzuto in the second inning. Slide to the manager in the fourth. Popped to Rizzuto in the sixth. And it's in just the spot. Very same sort of spot that Musial came up. And the second game in the World Series. And the eighth inning. Memory serves me correctly. With a man in scoring position and got a single. Well, sent the Cardinals out in front. Here's the pitch. He swings and fouls it off of it up the plate. Strike one. There were two outs. When he got the uh, base hit that drove in the run that won the ball game. Score was tied at 3 3 at that time, you remember. Charlie Keller had just delivered a home run in the first half of the eighth inning, tied up. And then with two outs in the last half of that eighth inning. And a man in scoring position, Stan Musial drove one right through the middle, right out over second base. And that proved to be the winning run. Ruffing takes his stretch pitches. Musial swings and sends a bounder out towards second. Gordon comes up with it, throws to Pitty in time for the out. And so that's all for the Cardinals threat in the eighth inning. No runs, one hit. No Yankee errors. One man left on for St. Louis. Fourth field tied, Jim, of seven and a half. And that ends the first half of the eighth inning. You know, shaving can be a tough job unless you go about it the easy way. And fans, I'm telling you, that's the old Gillette way. Now, here's what I mean by the old Gillette shave. You use the Gillette blue blade in your Gillette razor, of course. But first, you prepare your beard with Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless. Which type do you like? Take your pick. Either of these Gillette creams is top by all odds. Gillette lather cream contains three beneficial oils and saturates your beard with a rich, creamy lather that stays moist all the while you're shaving. Gillette brushless holds the water, too. Softens beard in the jiffy. It's useless, has a pleasant scent, and can't clog razor or drain. So for the peaks of shaving luxury, ask for Gillette shaving cream, lather or brushless. 25 cents. Now we're all ready for the last half of the eighth inning. Four ties, two and two. Roy Kellenbein leads off to the Yankees. Then will come Joe DiMaggio. He will be followed by Charlie Keller. 
Young Johnny Beasley on the hill. Just going to get that sign from Arthur Cooper. Columbine hit this in three times at bat. Beasley into the windup. Pitches. Columbine takes it. Strike one call. Fastball over the inside corner. Columbine grounded out to hop in the first inning. Glad to carry more in the fourth. And popped out to Marty Marion in the fifth. Final right-hander into the windup. Here's his pitch. High outside, ball one, sort of a high speed ball. One and one the count now in Columbine. Outfield very deep. Terry Moore stepped a toward right. In the sort of very deep right field. And he's watching Columbine to flash left center. Beasley throws, Columbine looks at the high one outside for ball two. Ball popped out of the middle of Walker Cooper. Rolls over near Joe DiMaggio in the batter circle. Cooper goes over to pick it up. Team one the count on Columbine, last half of the eighth inning. Four tied, two and two. Beasley starts his wind up. In comes the pitch to Kellenbein. Roy swings and grounds one foul down the first baseline behind Earl Cone. Ball turns off the field box barrier. Johnny Hop takes it, flips it over to Bill Summers, umpiring his first base. Two and two to count. Beasley taking his time. Now he's all set. Cullen Bynes digs in. Here's a pitch. It's swung on to Donner. Hits to Hop. He boots it for a moment. Picks it up. A race for the bag. Clips through Beasley just in time for the out. Hop tries to race Cullen Bynes to the bag. But probably he might not be able to make it. Then flips to Beasley. He's covered first in time for out number one. Coming up now is Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio flied to Terry Moore in the first inning. Single to left in the fourth to drive in a run. Hit to Kurowski in the fifth inning. For a fourth play at third, Kurowski on the system. One away. Johnny Keller's on deck. DiMaggio up there. Beasley into his windup. In comes the pitch. First club swung on the drive. The deep left center Sam Musial racing. We're always going to get under it. And he makes the catch. The ball took a certain swerve down, but he held on to it. There's a 375-foot drive to the deep left center. Musial dashed way back. Right in front of the ball at the last second. It dipped. Sort of sinker fashion. But Musial followed the ball all the way and grabbed it for the out. There are two down, and here's Charlie Keller. Rounded out to Jimmy Brown in the second inning, single to right in the fourth, and flying to Musial in the sixth. Four side at 2 2. Keller digs in. First pitch to Charlie. One only missed, black one. He really swung from the heels on that one. No doubt about what he was trying to do. Beasley all set again. Pitches, Keller swings and hits a high hopper down toward first. Hop, uh, Beasley takes the ball and steps on first for the out. It was a high slow hopper down the first baseline. Johnny Hop had to come in from the deep first. Beasley went streaking over toward the bag to be in position to cover. And suddenly he stepped in front of Hop as he was going to top speed, grabbed the ball, and it was all the same momentum. Went on across first base to retire Keller. And so at the end of eight innings, we're all tied up, two and two. Getting set for the ninth. You know, every Gillette Blue Blade is ground and honed in filtered oil. And this is just one of the costly, exclusive processes 
involved in producing the smoothest finish, easiest skating edges ever known. Well, here we go. End of the ninth inning. It may or may not be the last inning of the ball game. It may or may not be the last inning of the 1942 World Series. All we can do is sit here and watch and tell you what happened. It'll be Rossi Cooper leading off. Johnny Hopp will follow. And then Whitey Karowski. And the last of the night, Gordon, Dickey, and Pretty. That's the picture. Quickly and briefly, as we get set for this all-important ninth inning. Tipper back to right-handed. Red Ruffing goes into the windup. Here's the pitch to Tipper. Strike one called. Slow serve over the outside corner. Tipper single in the center in the second. Grounded out. Pretty unassisted in the fourth. Glad to kill him down in the sixth. Back to right-handed. Ruffing into the windup. Here's his pitch. High inside. Ball one. One and one the count. is doubled up in anticipation, intenseness, and excitement, ready to boil over at the first opportunity. Wrapping pitches, Cooper swings and fouls it off high to the left of our booth into the upper deck. Strike two. New ball in play. One ball, two strikes. Into his mind up. Here's the pitch to Cooper. Well, there's a drive over second base for a base hit. Demetrio feels the ball in the road, throws into second, and Walker Cooper lines a single to center to start the ninth inning for the Cardinals. That brings to the plate Johnny Hopp. Hopp back from left handed. Great drag by Nardis. Red Ralph comes in on the grass at third to watch for the bunt. Ruffing throws the ball in to Dickey, wants a new one and gets it. That's the eighth. Cardinal hit off Ruffing. Solid single to center by Walker Cooper. Cooper leads off first. Ruffing takes the stretch, takes the runner. Here's a pitch to Hoppy. He shortens up and takes it outside for ball one. Tried to bunt but changed his mind. Little activity in the Yankee bullpen. Mighty Clark, he's on deck. Ruffing takes a stretch. Here's the pitch. Hot bunch that fires it right at the plate. Right one. One and one the count. Ruffing kicks the dirt right in front of the hill. He walks back to the top of it. Bill Dickey walks around and back to the plate. Johnny Hopper down to the batter's box for a moment, looking at Billy Southworth. Nine steps in. Ralph comes in way on the grass. Cooper leads off first. Put you on the bag with him to stretch by Ruffing. Here's the pitch. Hot turns up. Bunch out in front of the plate. Ruffing goes in. Picks the ball up. His play must be to first. To Gordon in time for the out. With Cooper taking second on the play. And that play was rather close at first because Hopper is a speed boy. Ruffing took his time throwing over and just did get the ball over ahead of the runner. And here's Whitey Krawski stepping in. Popsy Gordon in the second, slide to Keller in the fifth, and the Mancho in the seventh. Krawski back to right-handed. One out, 
Potential tie-breaking run and possible winning run on its second base in scoring position. Time call for the moment. Ruffing wants a new ball and gets it. First half of the ninth inning. Two and two the score. Walker Cooper on second base. One out. Whitey Cross get a batter to be followed by Marty Marion. Ruffing rubbing up to cover that ball. Just his cap. Steps on the rubber. Bill Vicky in the crowd. Back to the plate. Giving the sign to Red. Ruff all set. Takes the stretch. In comes the pitch. Krasky takes one low. Ball one. Fast ball. Yankee right-hander taking lots of time in a tough spot. Into his stretch. Here's his pitch. Krasky swings and drives one. Foul up into the upper deck. Back to third. One and one to count on Karofsky. Time's call for the moment. Ball bounded off the barrier of the upper deck and rolled out in the left field. The game held up until Charlie Carrick come in and throw the ball over to Cal Hubbard. Ruffing goes over the rising bag. That steps up on the hill. Walker Cooper leads off second. One out. Karofsky the batter. Set by roughing. Here's the pitch. Karofsky swings and drives one deep left field. Going, 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 going. It is gone. In there for a home run for Harvey Karofsky. Karofsky crosses the plate after having hit a home run. He was denied earlier in the game on his tremendous drive, went to the left of the foul pole. This time it was not to be denied and drove one just inside the foul pole for a home run, throwing Walker Cooper ahead of him and putting the Cardinals out in front four to two. And that may be it. That may be the blow. Here is Marty Marion. First pitch right through there for a tall strike. That may be the blow that sends the World Championship flag flying at Portsmouth Park in St. Louis. At the moment, it's flying at the Yankee Stadium. Ruffing's next pitch to Marion. He shortens up, takes it over the outside corner for a call strike. No balls, two strikes. That's the third home run hitting the game. Slaughter and Kowalski for the Cardinals. Rizzuto for the Yankees. Ruffing into the windup again. Here's the pitch to Marion. Swung on. It's a high pop-up near the mound. Dickey is out under it, waiting for the ball to come down, and he makes the catch for the out. So Marion pops out to Dickey in fair territory in front of the plate. For the second out, up comes Johnny Beasley. That's him right-handed. Struck out twice and singled once in this game. Wrecking pitches. Beasley swings and misses. Strike one. Four to two now. Favor the Cardinals. 
First half of the ninth inning. Wrapping throws, Beasley swings and hits a high pop-up out in the short center. Rizzuto drifts out, getting under it, and makes the catch for the out. And so for the Cardinals in the ninth. Two runs, two hits, no Yankee errors, nobody left on base. Then we come into the last half of the ninth inning with Gordon, Vicky, and Pretty coming up. Johnny Beasley, three outs away from pitching the St. Louis Cardinals to the World Championship. Joe Gordon will lead off. Bill Vicky will follow. Then will come Jerry Pretty. And so the Cardinals are on the verge of making World Series history. After having lost the opening game, they stretch back viciously to take the next three, and now are but three outs away from making it four straight over the Yankees. Beasley numbering up on the mound. Joe Gordon standing just to the left of home plate, ready to step in. Whitey Karaski, who was denied a home run earlier in the game on his Tremendous drive, just went foul. Came through at a more opportune moment for the Cardinals. In the ninth inning, score tied to 2-2 and one made aboard. Into the left field stands it went, and the Cardinals lead 4-2. And here's Gordon stepping in. Johnny Beasley goes into the windup. Here's the pitch to Joe. Gordon swings and misses, strike one. Gordon grounded out to Marion in the second. Struck out in the fourth. And grounded out to Kurowski in the sixth. Beasley rocks in the box as he goes into the windup. Here's the pitch. Gordon swings and fouls it off into the upper deck. Strike two. No balls, two strikes. Joe Gordon, the batter. Johnny Beasley standing ahead of him. Young right-hander for the Cardinals goes into the windup. Here's the next pitch to Gordon. Joe takes it inside, ball one. One ball, two strikes to count. Young Beasley all set. Here's his pitch. Gordon swings and drives one out in the left field, and Musil's at it, but can't get it. It's in there for a base hit. Musil takes it in one hop, throws quickly in the second, and Gordon holds it first with a single to left. And here's Bill Dickey coming up. The paid attendance today, 69,052. Total receipt, $266,858. And so, we're ready here right now. Dickey up. In comes the pitch to Bill. Strike one call over the inside corner. For the third straight game at the stadium has been better than 69,000 people. 4-2, favor the Cardinals, last of the ninth. Joe Gordon on his first base. Bill Dickey the batter. Jerry Pretty on deck. Beasley stretches pitches. Dickey moves away from one inside. Ball one. The ball rolled a foot or two away from Austin Cooper. But not far enough to let Joe Gordon take any chance of going down. One ball, one strike. Dickey the batter. Last half of the ninth. Cardinals out in front. Four to two. Beasley takes his stretch pitches. Dickey swings and sends a bounder out to Jimmy Brown. Brown beats it. And all hands are safe. (laughs) 
Brown has been charged with an error. We have a runner for Dickey. That's Stainback. Stainback is going in to run for Dickey. Jerry Pitty's up. 42 favorite titles last to the ninth. Basically stretches pitches inside ball. And there's a throw down the second base. And out at second is Gordon. Cut loose with a beautiful throw to Marty Marion, who put the ball on Joe Gordon, trying to dive back into second, and Gordon was cut off. And there's one away. With a sacrifice on, Gordon took a big lead off second. Pretty shortened up the bunt, but the pitch is inside. He took it, and Tipper, without hesitating even a fraction of the second, cut loose with an accurate, fiery throw right down to Marty Marion, and Joe Gordon was cut off second base. So there's one out. Came back on first. to stretch by Beast with the pitch to Pretty. Right one at Paul, right through there. Joe Gordon took a headlong dive in between the legs of Marty Marion. Trying to get back to the bag, but he couldn't do it. Beasley again takes the stretch, checks the runner pitches. Low inside for ball two. Swim one on pretty. Last half of the ninth inning. Cardinals four. Yankees two. Same back takes the lead off first. Beasley stretches, pitches, pretty swings, and puts a looping foul ball back at first. Johnny Hopps going over, but he can't get it. Into the sand. Down is 2-2 now on pretty. George Kelsuch is in the batter circle and may hit for Red Ruffle. 2-2 to count. Taking his time right now. As he finds his tipper, takes a stretch. In comes the pitch. Pretty swings and hits a little pop up to Jimmy Brown, who falls down. He makes the catch. Has no chance to make a play first. The same back comes back to first base. Little looking fly ball overhead of Beasley, but Jimmy Brown dashed in for and took just a couple of inches off the ground for the second out. And here's George Selkirk coming up to bat for Charlie Ruffing. One out between the Cardinals and their World Championship. Benny Southworth in a little conference with Mike Gonzalez. Now runs out the mound to talk to Johnny Beasley. They probably were discussing just how to pitch the Celtics. There was two outs here in the last half of the night. Cardinals out in front four two. Del Kirk up to bat for nothing. Little conference at the mound. Southworth talking to Beasley. Brought the clipper out there. Now be. Uh, Southworth goes back to the Cardinal dugout, Tipper back to the plate, and George Selkirk steps in to pinch hit for Ruffing. All the fans are standing up to have a good look at what may be the last play of the 1942 World Series. The pitch is swung on to ground ball, hits down towards second, bounds up, and it throws to Hopkins. The World Series is over! And 
players are dashing out on the field, mobbing the Cardinals. The Cardinals players are happy, they're hilarious, they're slapping each other in the back. They all run out to grab Johnny Beasley. And it's a bedlam of excitement so far as the St. Louis Cardinals are concerned. World champions of 1942. Bill Thorne is shouldering his way through the press section and will be here just a moment to microphone for his summary of today's game. Before Bill settles himself and his seat takes over, I'm anxious once more to register a most important point. Today, Gillette's production is cut way down by government order to save steel. At the same time, military requirements are constantly going up, so the supply of razor blades for civilian use is growing more and more limited. Therefore, when you buy Gillette blue blades, please restrict yourself to a limited quantity and use them thriftily. By all means, don't stock up, even though you may have done so before, and be really tight with every blade, getting the maximum number of comfortable shades. And speaking of comfortable shades, I'm again bearing down on this fact. In all the world, there isn't another blade as sharp, as easy shaving, or as long-lasting as today's Gillette Blue Blade. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's all over, but the shouting, and the shouting is really going on. Especially in the Cardinal Clubhouse. But here to give you his observations, his analysis of this final game of the 1942 World Series is the best man I know to give you an analysis and bring you up to date on the whys and wherefores and how come. Bill Corum. Well, the best analysis I know, Mel, it was in the cards and it had to come out. This ball club started on August the 4th to drive to the World Championship. And when they got within one game yesterday, I don't think anything was going to stop them. Not even the superb, the wonderful pitching of Red Ruffing, one of the great masters of the game, pitching baseball as good as he ever pitched in his entire career, couldn't beat him back today. And this story will make great reading in Reading because a fellow named Whitey Karowski, with a bone out of his arm, a fellow who actually perhaps shouldn't be playing baseball, broke it up because he was a Cardinal playing as the Cardinals play. I never saw anything more typical than the throw from Walker Cooper through to Marion to catch that runner off second base in the ninth inning of the way these Cardinals go. They just won't stop. The Yankees fought them back and beat them back and did everything that a ball club could do, but that's the way this bunch of kids play. You can't hit them off. They just keep coming at you. And certainly today, game boy Johnny Beasley, well, he was just all the pitchers in the world. I mean... Uh, I don't, in this time of war, like to say anything about courage and things like that in athletics. But uh, that fellow had a heart as far as sports go. Well, it just made you stand and cheer. He actually really had to give the Yankees the mighty Yankees. Six outs in the fifth inning, and yet he did it and turned them back without a run. Imagine that. Uh, the bases loaded, errors behind him, so it looked as if his ball club was actually going to crack wide open, and he just stood out there, this 21 or 22-year-old kid, from down in Tennessee and pitched that baseball that it made your heart warm, making the two best hitters on the Yankee ball club uh, in such a spot are two of the best, I should say, to make that absolutely correct uh, go out harmlessly when his ball game was at stake. Uh, had it not been for those errors, uh, the Cardinals probably would have won a little bit easy, easier and less spectacularly, but uh, that's the way it went, and the Yankees made some too, you know, at least one in a critical spot. It was a home run ball game today, whereas we hadn't had any home runs before. I believe 
that uh, in every last inning they play, to show you again the typical way the Cardinals go at this game, in every last inning they played, they scored their last time at bat. Now, they didn't have to come to bat in the ninth inning once in St. Louis, but they did score in the eighth, and they won here in the ninth, starting off the Yankees with Peter Rizzuto's home run, the leading hitter of the series, I'm sure, with eight hits, and uh, a ball pair every step of the way here. Uh, the Yanks just tried everything they had in the box, but they couldn't beat back this bunch of kids. It was the old, old story of truism, but uh, the story of the series, youth will be served, and it was served here this afternoon. And as I say, uh, you can't say too much in praise and credit for Southworth and for his team and for the spirit that carried him there because it was the typical American spirit, a kind of spirit that will win this war for all of us the kind of spirit that American boys have, and you have to give it to them, and to the victors belong the spoils, and they should have it. And the Yankees should also have all the praise that can be heaped on them, but playing as only the Yankees will right through to make this five-game series perhaps the most colorful and dramatic and tense in all the history of 39 World Series uh, play. I tell you again, it just couldn't have been very much better, and this crowd is out there on the field still with banners holding them up for the press box and ringing bells, and uh, it was something to see. To me, it was dramatic, a little bit on the heart-touching side, to see Bill Dickey, my great and good friend, walking out probably for the last time to Red Ruffing to talk to him in those touches out from behind the box, up the catcher's uh, uh, position in his own quiet way to talk to his old battery mate who had been there so many years serving him up to him. Two as fine fellows as ever played baseball. I think Dickie's going in the service now, and if he isn't, he's getting almost through with his baseball career because of the march of the year. And the same is true of Ruffing, bidding for his eighth World Series victory here today. He came close, so very, very close, but the better team won, and the better team was the Cardinals. Now the totals, I just got here. I'll read them over for you. St. Louis, four runs, nine hits. Four errors, that's a lot of errors, and five men left. New York, two runs, seven hits, one error, and seven left. Repeating, four, nine, four, five for the Cardinals. New York, two, seven, one, seven. The time of the game was one hour and 58 minutes, and 69,052 people saw it. That's the story, fans, and the 1942 World Series is in the book. But Gillette's Cavalcade of Sports goes on right through the year, bringing you the top events on the sports calendar month after month. Our next scheduled feature will be a banner line heavyweight boxing bout between Bob Pastor and Jimmy Bivens from the Cleveland Arena Tuesday, October the 20th. So tune in your mutual station at 10 p.m. Eastern Wartime, October the 20th, when Don Dumpy and yours truly, Bill Corum, will be at the mic to bring you a word, word picture of what promises to be a thrill-packed bout. Until then, smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon from your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company, Red Barber, Mel Allen, and Bill Coyle. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Mm-hmm.